This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast where we talk about all the joys, pains, suffering, and sorrow of the martial art of Aikido. I am Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido of Fresno, and with me today is... Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And Maya Solana McDaniel, third Q and student at Aikido. And of Fresno. <laughs> Ikea. At Ikea. Uh, we're sitting in a different configuration today, so it's throwing it's gonna throw off the vibe a little, I think. And just, it's, just it's so, lunchtime. Just so people know. Yeah, but yeah, we had to we had to make this quickly on a, a lunch break. So Alright. So what what are we excuse me. Woo, there it was the lunch break. What are we talking about today? Uh, we're talking about Kotagaish. Kotagaish. <laughs> My favorite. Is it your favorite? It might be one of them. <laughs> Are there seven other favorites? <laughs> yes, there are, and a bunch of. Um, no, I think it's a it's a great technique. It is uh, totally versatile, way more versatile, I think, than people probably realize. Um, you know, it's a throw, I suppose. It's a pain compliant thing, mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, it can be used to strip a weapon. Oh, that's nice. I hope people can hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's, there's a guy doing some construction outside all of a sudden. Anyway, uh, it's yeah, it's a great it's a great uh, technique, and I think um, maybe I mean you see it all the time. I'm I wonder if it's underutilized or under uh, looked at uh, as a technique. I think it's uh, unfortunately looked at just as a wrist twist. That's what it is. It's a wrist twist. and it's the um, wrist twist, yeah, it's arguably. Wrist, yeah, I mean, you know, like, <laughs> Nikyo, Sankyo, Kodagaish are all, like, you know, there are major wrist twists, you know. Um, and Kodagaish, yeah, I mean, like, it's it's definitely got a quintessential thing. And it's because it, it's so easy to use it as a throw, whereas Nikyo's not as easy to use as a throw. Sankyo's not as easy to use as a throw. I mean, in the sense of making it, like, a pretty thing. Right, right. Um, it is pretty, man. You see the dude, like, coming in, and then yeah. he whips around, and he does the huge flip, and it, it's... Uh, you can make it look awesome. Yeah. It is awesome, but you can make it look more awesome, I suppose. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, like, you can make it look flashy, I guess, yeah. is what I'm saying. So, let's get into the details about exactly what it is and, and, and what it how it sets up, and then, uh, and then maybe we could talk through... Uh, the various sort of um, uses for it and that and that kind of thing. So, Code Guys is a wrist twist. Um, I believe it supinates the wrist. I could be wrong. Someone out there who knows a lot more about anatomy than I do right now. Um, might, turns might the wrist robot. toward the what? Oh man! When fencing, you would say it turns the nails up. So if you were to hold your hand out in front of you and then turn your fingernails up so they face the ceiling, right. that would be the action we're talking about. I and that's, that's uh, in direct opposition to the nikyo action, or the yeah, the sankyo action is probably clearer to see yeah, the sankyo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so the sankyo goes the opposite direction. Is kodagaish. Um, kodagaish is one of the most common techniques in Aikido, uh, meaning that all the styles of Aikido, as far as I'm aware of, use Kodagaish. So, you know, there are certain techniques that don't really exist in other styles. Kodagaish is one that's across the board Kodagaish. I also believe every system it's of Aikido called, calls it Kodagaish. Calls it yeah. Kodagaish. yeah. yeah. Mm. So, um, so not only does it exist, but we all share the same name. I believe it's from, uh, I believe it's the same term uh, Yoshibura used, and I believe it's from the same time period as uh, Kote Mawashi and Kote Hiniri, which you don't really hear as much anymore. 
Which um, would be the same thing, right? Uh, no, same... well, so that's Nikyo and Sankyo, uh, but it's older terms for them, right? So, so when Aikikai yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff came in, uh, the names got changed around a little. Kodogash kept its name. Um, yeah, it's also a little bit of a weird one because it's not in what we would call the Kyowaza, right? So it's not Ikyo, Nikyo, Sankyo, Yankyo, Gokyo, Rokyo. Not in there. However, it's really a principal technique, um, mm-hmm. different uh, than the throws. But usually lumped in with the throws. Let's talk a little bit about this. Why uh, it is different from the the throws in just in the basic application of it. Because you can throw someone with it, as we've talked about, as, as uh, I'm sure anyone has seen. And yet, I do agree with you. I don't think it is a throw. Yeah. Um, is it that you can throw someone with it, or is that people fall when it happens? People fall when it happens. <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, I think you can throw people with it. I mean, I, I, I mean, if the situation were to uh, correctly unfold, I think you possibly could throw someone with it. You're on thin ice, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying I, I you could use it to unbalance someone. So, okay, let's let's sure. back up. Let's yeah. let's go ahead and talk about <laughs> why it, it why it's not. A throw then, or why it. All right, so we gotta talk about what a throw is. We right, can't go right, any further right. until we decide is, what a throw this is. This is what I want. This is where I want to go with this. Okay. So, a throw is some action that inherently unbalances someone and leads them to um, have to try and regain their balance or fall down because they cannot regain their balance. That's what a throw is. It's an unbalancing technique. Um, if you look at Kokunage, um, as described uh, in a lot of systems, a side-by-side throw, where you're both facing the same direction, you step across and they fall. Um, that's inherently a throw. Its mm-hmm. job is to break their balance yeah. and make them fall. Iriminage, same way. Kaitunage, same way. Sumiotosh, same way. So all these things, their whole job is to unbalance someone. So they have to move and, and re- try and regain their balance or they fall down. Kodagaish. Uh, doesn't inherently do that. It can be made to do that. Like lots of things could be made to do that. Ikkyo can be a throw. I use it as a throw all the time. It's great. Works great like that. It's not a throw. Um, and so Kodagaish is the same thing. Kodagaish is a really specific wrist control and twist. Um, I believe there's a good reason for that, but I don't think it's So how did it end throw. up sort of lumped in with uh, the throws, at least in, in the system as we got it? My theory is the same thing you guys were saying in the beginning. It makes people fall real pretty. So mm-hmm. it looks real pretty. So when people jump and do a high fall, <laughs> then it looks pretty. It's a cool throw. It's a throw it also it. looks super magical. It's like, oh, he's just <laughs> holding his wrist right, and right, that guy right, got right. thrown. Right. How did it happen? I think that's one of those techniques that, that is very commonly like in videos or in demonstrations where, where people are like, whoa, yeah. Aikido's pretty badass. Yeah. Look at that little tiny guy just, he's you know, flipping the, this guy. Yeah, he, right. He's yeah. throwing the fuck out of this guy. Um, I think it's kind of the go-to. I, that might be And especially it's... for that configuration, small guy versus big guy. Right. You know, because big guy versus small guy, you always see Ariminage, you always see Kokinage, you know, that's the the old Saito throwing people right. around. Well, he could do that because he was like, you know, <laughs> well-built, let's right. say. Um, but you always see the small, flowy guys throwing people with, with Kodagai. It's in all sorts of movies and TV shows. Yeah. I mean, Nikyo, you see a fair amount, but Kodagai, it's like, ah, you know, watch any TV show tonight with some action kung fu guys, you'll you see. know, yeah, you'll yeah. see a Kodagai. All right, so now let's, let's, so we know what it isn't. What, what is, what is it then? 
what is the thing that it's good for that it does um, and maybe pe that people should be looking for when they're going uh, through their applications. So go to guys twist the wrist. Um, so it it, <laughs> yeah, sure. it it obviously lends itself to uh, possible control techniques, meaning I twist your wrist so hard you want to do what I say, right? And that's also how it gets used as a quote unquote throw because I'm twisting your wrist so hard you need to fly right. through the air or it's gonna hurt. Yeah. Um, it could potentially dislocate the wrist. Who knows? You know, like uh, uh, it happens sometimes, but but it's not like. It's not a super powerful thing. Yeah, it's not going to rip someone's arm off. Or in in my opinion, what it does, um, and I teach it as one of the primary techniques when I teach this stuff, it deforms the grip. It hugely deforms the grip, um, which might not seem like an important thing if you want to box and wrestle people. Like, you know, you want to fight in a cage, deforming the grip. Why is deforming the grip important? Um, but deforming the grip is important anytime someone's holding something that you don't want them to hold anymore. Um, and that could be clothing or, or your arm or something, your wrist. But most likely it's a weapon that you want to get out of their hand. And when I teach uh, weapon uh, disarms, I call it number one. I just say it's number one because it's the common and most easy disarm to get. It will Beautiful. take stuff out it's of people's so hands. It's so slick. Yeah. 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 It's really, really slick. Uh, <coughs> and it can be used the, the, the opposite way as well as in from a retention standpoint. Someone grabs my hand trying to keep me from using my weapon. Um, it, it's helpful and, and easy uh, and allows me to put my weapon back toward them. But... On the flip side, I think is where you really, really see it uh, done well and you and used well. You know, I mean, I think when we use it as a disarm, I mean, it's super slick, super quick, um, and a lot of times, you know, that's what you'll see in movies and stuff too. Is you'll see people using cut a guy to take a weapon from someone else, and uh, Steven Seagal does that all the time, and then you know shoots people in the face or whatever he does. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, important to mention that like it, it it's a little hard to see it as a disarm if you've only seen it as like a wrist control. Yeah, but yeah. if you can see both, they're both super useful and helpful. And it's a, a slight difference. It's really a slight difference. But I could see how like if you'd never seen it as a disarm, then it, you, you, like because you're used to covering the hand or holding it with two hands, and that that makes it really hard to disarm there. Um, if your hands yeah, trapping the nut. Right. If it's in the ideal configuration, then this, great. Right, right. Um, but if you're not, if you haven't paid much attention to that, I could see how it would be a little confusing. Well, let's talk about this this Coda Geist challenge that happened. Uh, oh, a I while forgot ago. about the Coda Geist challenge. <laughs> uh, on uh, what was that? The IQ Journal. IQ Journal. Stan Prannon. It was 2015 uh, or 14. Put up this this Aikido Journal uh, the challenge. Was it called the Code of Guys Challenge? That's what it was called. And, and the challenge was what? Because I'm not... I don't, I've never Do it correctly? Yeah, I think mean, I mean, do it correctly really was. I mean, you know, like, like show us how you use the technique or yeah, something. Yeah, I honestly haven't thought about it. But, like, uh, yeah, it was basically like, you know, here's how Sam Pranin said Yoshiba did it, thinks Yoshiba did it, and why it worked that way. Um can you find reasons why it doesn't work right. that way, or so? Because I, I think way. one of the big problems was they were showing, <coughs> you know, so it's you're set up side to side, and as you're applying the technique, the person can uh, come around and clock you in the face. I mean, yeah. that was sort of the, um, <clears throat> that was the, the crux of the whole thing. And so I think the video was like, how do you not let them clock you in the face? And then it, it kind of went from there. Um, and uh, you put out a video that was sort of talking about all the stuff that we're talking about about now. Yeah, um, I didn't really talk that much about um, 
Yeah, I didn't go into details about it, but essentially, here's the deal. If someone wants to hit you in the face and you're doing Kodagaish, there's just about nothing you can do to stop them from hitting you in the face. So, it should tell you that Kodagaish is doing something important that doesn't have to do with that. Right now, I guess you could just say, oh, you know, it sucks, so that's why they can hit you in the <laughs> face. But it doesn't. Like, it's it's working on something more important than them hitting you in the face. And there are ways to shield yourself to yeah, cover yeah. And there's there's angles and distance and, and sure. all sorts of things, and I think that's what um, Stan Prannon was getting to or, or trying to point out was you know position yourself correctly, um, open them up correctly, and you should be able to do it without. They should not be able to to cover that distance and get back to you. But um, to your point, yeah, I think you know there is a more important thing, which is like they can hit you in the head, um, but you have. Either you have your weapon free to use or you have their weapon now right. in your hand. Um, so let them, you know, as long and as And I think there's something real obvious here that no one talks about when we talk about this stuff, and I pointed out in the video, is why do you need to code a guy someone in the first place? You know, so like, <laughs> right. and guy seems to be the, the go-to, you know, like there's some video of some guy in a Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournament and he's trying to do code guys and the other guy's just looking at him like, why are you twisting my wrist, right? That seems real common right now where oh, people yeah. are like, oh, let me just lock this wrist and no, beat it. it. And it just it seems a little silly to me because it's like there's so many better things that you can be doing. It's because the, the process they're taking to get there is like they go looking for a wrist and they grab a wrist real hard and then they start to twist the wrist and they think it's going to have a big effect and it's not. I mean, I've tried that yeah. personally. Yeah. <laughs> I've had it tried to me and then I just go, no, dude, that's not going to work. Yeah. Like, um, You're like, I've seen this before. I'm not, I, not amused. I mean, yeah, it, it, I mean, I've gone through kicks rolling where I wanted to get the, the wrist twists uh, and got them, but I didn't get them because the wrist twist was great. I got them because I had decent jujitsu, and so I could get to a good position right. where I could isolate, wish, right. and then from the isolated position, I could twist the hell out of their wrist and make them tap. But that's not because of the wrist twist. That's because of the, the, the skills that led us yeah. up to there. Without all the training in jujitsu, I couldn't have got that. Hmm. So yeah, so yeah, the big question is just uh, why do you need to do kodagaishi in the first place? Um, so kodagaishi is a technique built to do a certain special thing. The, there's no arbitrary reason why you should just grab a wrist and twist it. That's stupid. There's some reason you have a hold of the wrist, and why would you have a wrist? Um, a good reason is someone was stabbing you with something, and you got lucky enough to catch that wrist. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. um, or conversely. Um, someone grabbed you were stabbing your someone, right, right? Right, exactly. And right, so, and you and wanted, they got lucky enough right. to catch you, and you wanted to clear their hand in a way that allowed you to uh, have Stab some control more. while you're stabbing them uh, more or shooting them. Uh, I mean, I, I guess you just broaden that them. to like, why do we have wrist grabs, hand grabs in the first place? Because why would you if you if you if there aren't weapons involved? Why are you gonna go right, for someone's right, hand right. when you'd rather go for their body or right. you know, punt? You, and you, it's. I know people have tried to do this or, you know, argue about how how likely this would be, but it's hard to grab a punch out of the air with your oh, hand, yeah. you know, like, yeah, yeah. that's not really realistic. And so, you know, the reason that you'd be, someone would be grabbing your hand or you're grabbing their hand or whatever the case, the reason that, that a code guy should come up is there's something in your hand that they want or that you have or whatever the case, you know, something's in there. <laughs> And something that you can't solve simply by covering. So look, 
when someone's boxing with you, why would you need to grab their hand? You don't. You can simply cover, right? Cover your head, you can yeah. put put your arm your in arm front of whatever right. they want to hit. And, it will do a really good yeah. job of defending you while you can do whatever is you want to do. However, if there's a knife, you cannot cover from a knife. And there's a machete or a short sword, wakazashi, forget it. You're not covering. Right. A gun, any sort of yeah. weapon that's more powerful than you. In which case, then you would have to transition to uh, something else. And in you know this case, it would be uh, Kodagash. Or any number of things. I mean, truthfully, it's like once you're in that, that setup, Kodagash is probably one of several things that could uh, unfold, you know. Sure. There's that lots, setup, lots, that side-to-side Lots of ways these things are going to play out, you know. Um, but, but basically, if you're in a grappling situation with weapons, what kinds of things might you need to help you out? Kodagaish is one of those things. Um, because with a certain control on them, that's going to come out. And that kind of control, that certain control, it's not special. Um, if you watch videos on YouTube, people are just doing this basic control position all the time which is side by side holding the hand. That's one of the common positions, right? So uh, a lot of times uh, I've been thinking lately, there's, there's two major positions in Aikido. Their arms are up and you're right next to them. Their arms are down and you're right next to them. And that's where all the stuff comes from, you know, like Ikkyo Kokinage, all this stuff comes from that. So it's just a common position when you're wrestling over something to be in. And then from that common position, you want to get that weapon out of their hand or you want to clear your weapon in. Kodagashi is super useful to do that because it deforms the grip. Yeah, there's so many, there's only so many answers to things because there's only so many ways a body can be, you know, right. <laughs> and you right. relative right. to that yeah. other body. And, and it's great because and... you know we talk a, a lot about the uh, complementary opposites, the idea of one thing uh, fighting against and, and helping the next. So you know, you try Kodagaish and it's not working. It's okay because Sankyo or, or uh, Nikyo is going to set up, and vice versa. If you're going for Nikyo, you're going for it doesn't work. That's okay. They're turning their wrist the other way. Right. You can go with it, and you'll and you'll get Kodagai. And so that's something that I think is uh, should be looked at and studied. Also, is like how these things sort of roll together because they do. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't exist in isolation. We look at them a lot in isolation when we're doing forms and stuff, but they don't exist in isolation. And if you only see them in isolation, you're never going to understand uh, or it will take you a long time probably to ferret out how they, um, how they connect yeah. and then to how you can actually use them in a, in a more spontaneous live situation. I feel like I have both watched myself understand better and watched other people, like new people, get this concept so much quicker through the series of drills that you have us do in the self-defense class. Um, because, uh, so it basically it's like we have like a little short lever, just like a, a stick, stick yeah. basically. Um, and a 12 inch stick. yeah. And, um, we go through a series of little drills of like disarming. Um, so one person's holding it, the other person is taking it out of their hand, um, disarming them. And it's, there's no, you don't prescribe anything. You're not no. like, you know, do these series of techniques or whatever. It's just first explore it. It's out. just a light grab. Just, just take it out. Super easy. Um, and then we kind of ramp it up from there. Light grab, hard grab, your grab's moving now, dynamic, etc. Um, and so it's cool to see people that have no background whatsoever in martial arts find the Kodagaish. Yeah. Find the Nikki. Right, and they it, do it. Right, 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 right. It's so simple. And it's funny because it, it, in some ways people learning it that way, which is just like, how does the wrist turn? How can I, well, how does this person's wrist turn when I move it like this? How does it turn when it moves like this? How, where can they not hold on anymore? Um, I feel like they get those con like it, it just makes more so much more sense than maybe somebody who's doing been doing Aikido for a year, two years, three years. Like 
if they've only seen Kota Geish in the concept or the, in the context of Kota Geish where right, the they're just right. yeah throwing the person on the ground with Kota Geish mm-hmm. and never seen it as a disarm or never seen the thing the amazing things you can do with it like you know there's just this different level of understanding there and so I think sometimes I mean we've talked about this is the forms can kind of obscure the right. lessons that they're teaching that they're trying to teach well you know so a lot of times we'll do the Kota Geish is a hodoki um and and escape and everyone wants to get that other hand involved <laughs> it's true you know you step off to the the 45 you get your hand up and you bring that other hand in you know which is nice because you can control and it kind of helps but you don't need it no. you know um and so but a, a lot of people i don't think they realize they don't need it because it's been taught when the hand comes up this way you put that other mm-hmm. hand in there and you can use that hand to rip it away and it's nice but you don't necessarily need it mm-hmm. um and so that's something to just be aware of too, and I think it's something that forms training kind of uh, messes with a little bit. Is like all of the ways in which this principle can play out. Um, yeah. Right. It's not just one thing. It's not just you know katate dori, gyaku te dori, mm-hmm. um, It can play out in in any number mm-hmm. of ways once you're in that that position, that initial mm-hmm. setup position. So that's the thing to look out for more than, you know, anything else. It's like, okay, I'm in this position now. What can I do from here? Code of guys, blah, 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 down the line. I can see when you're teaching someone that at first you don't want to overwhelm them with the amazing variety of things that a technique can do or it can, can be done from because that would completely, like, overwhelm somebody, you know. But I feel like at some point in someone's learning, like, you have to go, look, um, you know, Yonkyo is not just right here in this one place on this person's wrist, right. you know? Like, I don't know, one time you were like, look, Yonkyo is, it, it's wherever you, you know, you can do it on different places and it doesn't, it's, it's not set to one location, you right. know? And that, like, blew my mind. Huh. Um, and so I think, like, with all of the techniques, doing that is important at some point. Otherwise, you, you know, you have someone who's a high-ranking student, but, like, you know, can't see... Um, you know, go to a different school and can't see, oh, this is still a code of geish, you know, code of geish is a code of geish is a code of geish, no matter what it looks like, you know, and, and what is central to the code of geish and what's not central, and having that second hand isn't a, a must-have for right, the technique right. to be that the technique, you know. It's, you know, like, there's, you're, when you're learning something, you're always running this, this uh, difficult spectrum, like, so... At one end, we have really stepwise, slow, methodical things that are easy to, to see what's happening and be able to replicate the technique, um, but they're not alive, so you can't see how they transition, you can't see how they move, you can't see how they work in any context other than the person showing you right now. However, when you get live stuff, it happens so fast that you miss stuff a lot of the times, or you do things poorly, or you can't get good at a thing. You know, like I remember when I was learning Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I was trying to learn Scissor Sweep, I remember like... Like, I was always trying it, and I, I couldn't get it, and it's like, I would see other people do it, so I knew it worked, but for me, it didn't work for a long time, because it, the setup for it would come and go so quickly that I was all, oh, there, there it was, and I missed it, you know? Right. And then going through this yeah. progression, slowly, 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 of working the form, and then catching it at the right time, and seeing when the right time arises, and then eventually I could scissor sweep, and now, you know, it's my favorite sweep, I do it all the time, um, but, but there's a process, you know? And so... Uh, people who look at mostly forms, you got to understand you're missing some stuff because it's not live. And people who do stuff live understand that you might not see this technique as you recognize it. But I guarantee it's there because people come in off the streets every weekend to our seminars and they're doing Kodagash, not being told to do Kodagash. I say, hey, take that as someone's hand and they use Kodagash a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah.
No, it's in uh, which again goes back to the reason that it's prob that it it's up there among the Kiyowaza as 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 key to what we do. I mean, it's you know it's number one or or number two. Yeah, they, it, you know, it's really funny. You know, when people say like, oh, you know, like Aikido doesn't really have good disarming techniques. I love this. My favorite, you know. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, show me a good disarming technique. And, and then they, they inevitably Kodagai. show me. Uh, well, I mean, Kodagaishi is super common, but it's mm. either Kodagaishi, Nikyo, Gokyo, Sankyo. Right. That's what they show me, right? Mm. And it's like, you don't know that it's called that. But I'll, I'll then show you the Aikido form that matches that because we have that in Aikido. Just like, you know, punching is punching, kicking is kicking, disarming is disarming, right? And Aikido has those things. Um, they might not be as refined as other systems or something. That's not true, actually. The person applying it might not be as refined as <laughs> someone applying yeah, yeah. it from another system. But they're the exact same things, right? And that's true in European swords. It's true in Filipino stick work. It's true. It doesn't matter what it is. Disarming is disarming. Yeah. And it's funny because, yeah, you can definitely apply this to other things. I mean, I know when we've been doing um, uh, the sword uh, sparring, saber sparring, um, you know, this, this is the stuff that comes up. To take the weapon out of someone's hand, For sure. you know. Um, well, so what is there a way? I mean, so obviously we've kind of prescribed what what we think this thing does. Um, is there a way for people, you know, to get better at it, to get a better idea of how the thing works? Is it um, come train it? I can't impress I mean, does it help? You know, we do this a lot, not always, but. From time to time, we'll put a tanto in someone's hand so that they can get an idea of how this right how this it actually thing, plays out. If you do the you forms, know. the weapon in your hand, you will start to quickly get oh, the forms make a lot more sense than I thought they made. Um, and then the, there's a little time period, you know, a little bit where it's awkward to have it, but especially if you can have someone kind of talk you through them, you can see it. And I have many times shown a form to someone that goes. Oh, that's stupid. Why would I ever apply that? And then I stick a knife in it and I have them do the form again. They go, whoa, that makes a lot of sense. You know, so yeah. that the weapon in, in place really changes things. So, yeah, that would be one thing that, you know, you might want to try uh, sometime, um, you know, is just, just get, get run the... disarming drills, right? So if you have live practice, if you already do live practice, run disarming drills. And look, the, the most rudimentary disarming drill is you get a knife, uh, you get someone without a knife. You let them grab you first. You like take the initial grab and then go. And then you try and escape and stab them. They try to uh, keep you from stabbing them and disarm. And the disarm being the big goal. If you get the disarm, uh, you win. If they keep the weapon in their hand the whole time, they win. Watch what will happen because first it'll be a chaotic mess and you won't know what's happening. <laughs> then pay attention. After time goes on, you get a little tired and you go slower and you pay more attention to what's happening. You will see yourself doing Kodagaish over and over and over again. Maybe ugly, maybe not as efficient as it could be, but you're going to do it because... Kodagaish, Nikyo, Sankyo, Gokyo are the only ways you're getting out of something out of someone's hand. That's true. Yeah. No matter what they grab. It doesn't have to be a knife. It can be a hammer or a flashlight or whatever. We have ray guns in the future. That's how we'll take it out. You know, until we're fighting robots that aren't built like we are, you know, then then we're going to be using the same same devices. That's what I think it's funny when people say modern attacks because it's like, but the human body is still the human body. Yeah. You know, like, like, you know, like. No one ever attacked this way before. I also also love that people nowadays seem to think that some guy Mm. who fights in a cage has figured it out better than a guy who spent his whole life on a battlefield. Right. Hanging out with other guys who've spent their right. whole lives on a battlefield. Uh, like when the Romans were around, the Romans knew all this right. stuff. The Greeks knew all this right. stuff. Like they spent their lives fighting like this. Dude, Bet your ass dudes the fought bears. knew all this stuff, right? So, you know. So, yeah, this is not new and it's not, not modern. There's no uh, modern attacks. There are no modern attacks. There are specifics 
to a tactic in a specific situation you're working at for a methodology. Sure, that's a small little <laughs> subset. It's not a new attack. You didn't invent a new attack, bro. Right. <laughs> There's only so many ways a hand works. Right. Grip holds. Yeah. Uh, anything else uh, about Kota Geish? Um, Kota Geish is awesome. You should train it. You should look for things that are yeah. other than you think they are, which is someone having to jump when you grab them. Right. Um, I Kota uh the keys out of a drunk girl's hand once and <laughs> saved her life. I saved the life of Kota Geish. <laughs> there was this booped out chick at a party and she was super Wait, drunk. say what but again? The, say the, she was what? what? Booped out. You she know? was she's booped like, out. Ah, she's, she's nuts, right? <laughs> so uh, she's walking to her car and I got in the way, you know, and I'm pulling a dad moment where like, oh, you can't you drive. Can't drive you know? right. She you... starts to put up a fit and she like brings her hands up um, like in front of her, you know, to like, you know, explain to me that she's perfectly sober uh, as she's leaning sideways. And so I brought my hands up in one swift movement. I popped the keys into my hand with Kota Geish. She didn't even know it. It didn't hurt her or nothing because it just all came in one nice, really sweet move. Came right into my hands and I closed my hand. She couldn't tell. And she's like, oh, I dropped my keys. And I said, oh, yeah, let's look for your keys. And I stashed them. That's and then I, I let her look until she passed out on the couch. That right? is a mean So uh, uh, Kota Geish saved someone's life. I saved a life with Kota Geish once. That is. And that's the thing is, like, it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't, right. you know, right. a good Kota Geish doesn't mean a hard Kota Geish. A, right. a good Kota Geish means effective for what you want to do. And is it the right thing to pick for what you want to right. do? That, that's everything. Is it the right thing to pick for what you want to do? Instead of trying to fit a square peg in a round hole, right? Which is what I get to people like, oh, well, we need to be able to cage fight with it. Why? There are good cage fighting tools already. Right. Use those tools. Hey, here's a hint also. If you make Aikido work good in the cage, it's going to become cage fighting right. because those right. tools right. already right. exist. Right. There's not a special new way to cage fight, right? It is the way it is. The rules all work already. It's done. But Aikido was built for certain contexts and it works really good in those contexts. So realize those contexts and your Aikido will become effective. There you Modernized go. Aikido. Modern, modern. That is modern Aikido is taking the keys from a drunk That's girl right. That's right. um, at, a, at a party. Or other party tricks. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure yeah. there are other party tricks. I know tricks there are. I've done them in the yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's going to be it for this uh, episode. Let's go ahead and thank again our Patreon sponsors for their continued. Do, do we have new ones? Uh, no, we don't have oh, any new ones. Okay, good. Oh, okay. They I'm, know who they are. I'm pissed we, because oh. I didn't pull up the list before we started doing oh, this. Yeah. And look, I'm retarded when it comes to figuring out uh, how to do stuff on that. So I don't know. We'll uh, we'll put I don't worry. We'll yeah, put the we'll, we'll, we'll put your names in the in the show Next notes. Time, and we'll also they know there this is not about Hey uh, man, they're giving us eight bucks that a is, month. That is true. Uh that is halfway to our our goal, uh, yeah. Gold, um, not the ridiculous gold that Maya said of thirty dollars. I, I just put it. I just put a number on it, guys. Don't don't judge me. Um, uh. Also, people can follow, find us, and follow us <coughs> on all the social media platforms. Aikido of Fresno is uh, where we're at. You can subscribe to this podcast. That's a good way to do it, so you can get uh, the episode as soon as it gets up. I know. There are lots of people that are, must be doing that because we get immediately oh, yeah. new people. We get, we yeah, get a lot of views right away. Yeah. So. Um, also, apologies to, um, yeah, I can't remember his name right now, oh, no. but he wants us to put up the, there's a bunch of episodes, the backlogged episodes that oh, are yeah. not They're up missing. on Aikido right Alright, so look, I'm, I'm having a feud with my uh, <laughs> internet provider, my, my hosting guy. Um, they did some stuff for me. And Is it I a guy? That would be great up. if it well, was a guy. I don't know, it's the guy I talk to on the phone all right. the time. Like, hey, I, I understand. Um, it would be great if it really so, was a guy that... So yeah, so I, and, you know, he's he's trying to do his best. Yeah, yeah. Guy. Anyways, um, so 
Uh, I'm trying to get. They them will up. be up at some. Uh, point. Yeah, they're coming up. They will be up. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, if you have anything that you want us to talk about, yeah. um, or any questions that oh, yeah, you want that. answered, um, anything that seemed unclear in other episodes, um, it would, it might be nice if people had questions, you know, just at the end of every episode, we, we could say, questions. blah, blah, oh, yeah, blah, blah, wants to know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rick from Manhattan. Right. Rick right. from Manhattan is yeah. writing in. If you're listening, Rick, he wants to question. know. <laughs> so anyway, that could be kind of fun if someone has, uh, specific questions or non-specific questions. Uh, we'd love to do that. Non-specific questions. What is I, well, general, general. <laughs> what questions. is I right? Something like <laughs> something that. General. <laughs> All right. Uh, that is it. We'll uh, we'll see you in a week. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Talk to you. Right. Bye. <laughs> Next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>